Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon, and we are coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. I have with me today two phenomenal ladies. They are both from my sister's place in Gainesville. I have with me Jennifer Barrow, and I have with me Angie Brooks. Ladies, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I almost us. completely blew your names. Did I say your last name correctly? Yeah. Yeah. It's Barrow, like Barrow County. Just oh, I got you. Just spelled differently. Yeah. And Angie, welcome. Thank you. And I almost totally blew your name completely. That's all right. Wow. I'm just proud to be here. Are you really? Mm-hmm. First time podcasting? Yes. Jennifer, you've done this a couple times, haven't you? I've done it a couple of times. At, You're a veteran. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, nice. kind of. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're learning. That's gracious. <laughs> I'm happy to have both of you in here because what you do is super important. My sister's place, that's in Gainesville, and that is a homeless shelter, yes? It is. We are a homeless shelter for women and children who are experiencing homelessness. We've been in the Gainesville community for 23 years. Wow. So we've been doing this a long time. For, well, tw- since 2000, I guess. Yeah. Did COVID mess with you all at all? It did. It did. We did close down the shelter for a brief amount of time to sanitize everything, but it wasn't long before we opened back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. That's great. Tell me some history about my sister's place. Well, we are founded by Marty Owens. Marty um, had a finished basement and a heart for the homeless population that was in the downtown square in Gainesville. She um, noticed that there were women out there that were um, exhibiting homelessness. And so she took them home. Um, She took one home to her basement and her finished basement where she gave them shelter. She gave them food. She just visited with them and, and just heard their stories really kind of gave them a safe place just to stay for the night and um, have someone to talk to and just kind of love on them. And then she would take them back in the morning with a sack lunch um, so they'd have something to eat through the day, and she'd take them back to the square. And then that night she'd go back for whoever else needed to stay. So she did this for a while before, um, it wasn't too long, before her friend who owned some real estate offered to her a home that she could start My Sister's Place. And the name My My Sister's Place came from her desire that when someone asked one of the ladies staying with her, where are you staying? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, they respond, my sister's place. It would sound like it was a family member. Right. That was the intent, just to give some dignity to the ladies. But that's how my sister's place got started. She, these are people she did not know. She did not know At them. least at the, at the beginning. Right. And she opened her house to them. She, what, I'm sorry? she opened her house to them. She did. She opened her house to them. Yeah, she had a, a finished basement, so she um, had plenty of room for them. And that was in Gainesville, Hall County. Yes. So local. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now is Marty still with us? She is. She is. She was just with us um, at a board meeting last night. She actually um, has started multiple nonprofits. I think my sister's place was one of the first that she did. She did start, but we um, stayed in the house that was donated by her friend for a number of years. It was in 2013 that we purchased the property on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Gainesville. And so we've been there for 10 years now. For 10 years. So her basement to, it was, it was a home. Right. It was a two bedroom home. Freestanding home. 
And yeah. now tell us about the new place that last 10 years. Yeah, the, the place that we're in now um, is, is a 13-bed shelter. We have five bedrooms that are set up dormitory style. Right. And so there's two or three beds in each room. We do have one room that has four beds for a larger family. Our residents stay with us anywhere between 90 days and six months. Mm-hmm. So when they come to us, they really are coming from any kind of background. I mean, homelessness really can affect anyone. Many of our residents, most all of them have jobs already. They're either not making enough money or, you know, they're underemployed. They, they just need well, to make money. Sometimes something bad happens to good people. Yeah. There are people that you just rub shoulders with every day and would mm-hmm. never know that they're living in their car or living in their right. streets. Or... But now this is a program. They're, they're not just getting some lodging from you. They're entering into a program more or less. They are. Talk about that. When they come to us, uh, we do an assessment with them that looks at what their barriers are to them returning to independence, returning to self-sufficiency. It could be something as simple as having childcare for their kids so they're able to work. It could be, you know, they need to further their education or get some kind of specialized training. A lot of times, especially those that have kids, it is simply a daycare issue. And so we work with them on the assessment really identifies we were able to prioritize what the top five areas are that are most impactful, mm-hmm. and we write action steps and goal planning with them. We work with them to help them overcome those barriers. You provide counseling. Formalized counseling, you know, then we can certainly get that in place for them. We have a lot of community partners that come alongside of us. Do you ever see addiction? We do. We do. Yeah. Uh, one of our eligibility criteria is that they have to pass a drug screening. Okay. Um, and so that's done really when they're coming in, they have to be able to pass it. I got you. We do random checks with them. It's not uncommon for us to have somebody that's coming out of drug court or they're coming out of a rehab facility and they they need a place to stay while they're getting back on their feet. While we're not a rehab facility, we can be the next step, kind of the, the gap between a rehab program and getting back into the community if they need a place to stay. A quote unquote safe place to be. It is. Or even a controlled place, which... I guess that adds to safety. It does. It does. Yeah. Because yeah. if there's any kind of behaviors that are concerning, we do random random drug tra- tests just as Absolutely. an accountability. Absolutely. Well, yeah, accountability for that individual, but also everyone else in the in the house in the shelter. Yeah. You mentioned education training. You have resources for that. We connect with Goodwill and their their services for education. Lanier Tech is another one we'll tap into. Having those resources available though, that's awfully nice. Yeah. What about employment? We do have a couple of companies that reach out to us and let us know that if we have any of our residents who need employment, that they're happy to give them an opportunity. We also will connect them with a job connection center at Goodwill. Ladies who are staying with you, they have children. Yes. Some of them do, yes. So it is somewhat of a children's shelter as well. Yes, it but is. But they for are sure. with mom. They are with mom, but that is. For me, I'm new to the my sister's place. Sure. I've been there two months, and the hardest part for me is the children. Especially the other day I was at work, and I saw a young man coming in. He was probably 11, which is a really hard time in a kid's life anyway. About to go through a lot of changes. Yeah. And yeah. To, to go through all those changes in a car in the Walmart parking lot because you don't have a home. Yeah. Talk about compounding someone's problems and and heartache. It just somehow looking at him coming in the door, I thought we have got to solve this problem somehow as a community that these kids need a safe place to stay. And we do have some transitional housing where they Mm -hmm. can stay longer than the 90 days. But 
Our goal is to provide more of that and have more beds and just kind of an upgrade overall so that we can provide more services, have more beds, more long-term housing. That's our vision for the future is to be able to, to do what we're doing but take it to the next level. And so being able to come home, to get off the so, bus and have a place safe, that's home, again, right. it really does become like a home, home for them. There's a lot of camaraderie between the Com- residents. Compared to and, the seat of a car. Yeah, but it's a homey, yes, absolutely. You know? But it's the kitchen and the living room. It's a very homey environment. and It's a home. It's a home. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of the solution for homelessness. We're a part of the solution. for sing- It's hard to be a single mom. In general. But to be a, a single mom without a home is like next level. There's a fact on your website. The state of Georgia, which I have a lot of love for, 49th in the nation for at-risk children for homelessness. That's embarrassing. I'm not, I'm not getting on a soapbox. I'm, this is not political. That's embarrassing. That's horrible. Well, 49th. Rent, rent is so high. It's yeah. very expensive to live in this area. It's expensive to eat. Very expensive to eat, to drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's any better anywhere else. When I read that 49th in the nation, I think I felt embarrassment first and foremost. That's tough. Mm-hmm. But now the things you're doing is helping to improve that. Absolutely. One family, one 11-year-old uh, boy, son at a time. That's right. you got to start somewhere. That's right. We need more of what you're doing. But they get, you know, really nutritious meals. Yeah. Um, they can stay together as a, as a family and not be in a foster care type situation. Yeah. They want to be with their mom, you know. Of and, course. Um, they just want someplace to just, you can't rest unless you're at home. I agree. So they can rest and study and prepare for school. We make sure they have clothing. Mm-hmm. We have a boutique called My Sister's Resale Boutique. Our residents shop there for whatever their needs are when they come on board with us. They also shop there again when they're leaving to furnish their new home. We make sure the kids have clothes for school, and there's a lot of self-esteem that goes with that, making Absolutely. sure that you're dressed like your peers and Absolutely. you feel comfortable. So if you are a shopper, please come shop with us. It's a, it's a really cute little boutique at the corner of John Morrow Parkway and Pearl Nicks. In Gainesville. Yes, sir. I know where that is. Walk me through. If we didn't do it sufficiently, I don't know if we did. Walk me through. Walk us through a little bit of the process. Someone coming to stay at your location at my sister's mm-hmm. place. They also can um, expect for us to do the assessment with them to identify those barriers to self-sufficiency. And then we'll set up a goal plan with them. That assessment and the goal plan is revisited every month just to see, you know, as they're making progress, what goals need to change and to update or if there's new barriers that they're experiencing, just, you know, to have that discussion. We also do a budget with our ladies and take a look at kind of where their money is coming from and where it's going. Mm -hmm. And that in itself can be a very enlightening process for our ladies. When they first come in, their priority is to find housing and it is not uncommon for them to do the budget and and come about an awareness that is not housing I need. I need another job. We've heard that multiple times that can really drive what their goal planning is. So they can look for something um, full-time with a better pay or a second part-time job. It kind of just informs um, where what those goals need to be. We also 
get them set up with financial literacy classes. We do have uh, a, a volunteer that comes in and does budgeting classes with them, money management, you know, talking about the importance of a savings account and building up a savings and when it's appropriate to use it, putting your your food in your shelter first and prioritizing how the, the spending is done. We're looking to expand actually our life skills training to include some cooking skills and parenting skills, those kind of things. Well, when they're with us, we, we are a faith-based shelter. And so we do have volunteer groups that come in and do Bible studies with our ladies. And we really want to be a source of restoring hope in their lives so that when they leave, they really feel like God has not abandoned them. They discover that on, you know, that God has not abandoned them, that he's with them through it. So we want to be that support to them, not only in an emotional support through our staff and, and the volunteers that we bring in, but also that spiritual support. We do have a lot of community partners. So as we're looking at those, those barriers, will connect them to services in the community. And we actually give them the information and have them to make the connections because we really want to empower them because it is really their journey. Right. Um, but we're coming alongside of them and, and cheering them on and giving them the tools that they need. Our aim and our hope is that they don't ever return to homelessness again because they receive right. from us the tools they need. When availability comes open, I imagine it goes quick. It does. We we actually, we just looked at the numbers through the end of October. We have 564 individual people that we could have put in our shelter and placed in our shelter had we had unlimited space. Right. So we are turning away hundreds. Hundreds of, wow. Hundreds of women and children that are in need of shelter, which really kind of segues into what our future plans are. Yeah. We um, are in the middle of a feasibility study to determine the, the level of community support we have to expand. We currently are a 13-bed shelter. We have plans to expand that to at least 36 beds, possibly 48. We have architectural drawings that's now in the engineering phase. We're just really praying and believing God that this is if this is the direction he wants us to go that you know the funds will be there but there definitely is a need in the community we're turning away many many people are the vast majority of the ladies from Hall County surrounding areas surrounding areas okay. I mean we will accept whoever can get to us right right oh absolutely you know, but Abs- yeah, yeah. It, majority is Hall County I would say it's it's like 55 percent Hall County and the 45 surrounding areas. But we're one of only two local shelters that accept single women with children. So that is part of the reason why we're just constantly fielding calls, because there's not a lot of places that accept single women with children. So and all of the shelters are full, especially now that the weather's a little cooler. It, yeah, it's an influx of phone calls, people in need. And how do our listeners get involved? You have a gala or something coming up, do you know? We do. Thank you for asking. She says with a big smile. I do. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. So you mentioned Lanier Technical College. That is actually where it's going to be in the Ramsey Conference Center on Tuesday, January 23rd. The doors open at 530. It's going to be really fun. The Atlanta Showstoppers are going to be there. They're like a premier event band. Good food and great music, a silent auction. We just had a conversation today about all the different items that are going to be auctioned, and they're really good things that people will definitely be interested. Worth the while. Yes. Let's put it that way. For sure. So we would love for you to join us for that. You can get tickets. The tickets are $75. You can go to our website and click on the event button or the register now button, and we'll get you set up with tickets to come join us and what, support what is our that, mission. What, what is that website? My-sisters-place.org. Dot org. Yes, sir. I hear you. It sounds like it's easy to get to. Click on events. Yes. That you're there. Now, you mentioned 
community partners, corporate investment in what you're doing. How do we go about wrangling that up? Corporate sponsorship can look many different ways. We have sponsorship opportunities for our gala, and there's more information about that on our website. More importantly, we we also have corporate sponsorship opportunities throughout the year where we can come out to your business and give a presentation to your staff about what My Sister's Place is about. We've had some partners who have taken up collections of supplies from their employees. Some have, and that's specifically supplies for the shelter or they've taken up monetary donations and the corporation matches whatever the employees contribute. There's corporations that just give a donation or give a gift. Sometimes there are corporations that have foundations that do have a grant process. So if there's a competitive grant process, we'd like to to know about that and and really have an opportunity to, to submit an application. A lot of corporations have like a specific vision of what they want to give to, what they're passionate about. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, we we really want an opportunity to see if our passions align. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, so yeah, that's the corporation um, involvement can look many different ways. Or, you know, if there's a product or a service that they provide that we need, you know, we can you know certainly hire for services. Or if there's employment opportunities for our ladies, we would love to hear about that. The list goes on and on. It goes on and on. It really does. Yeah. Go to the website again, information, how to become more and more involved. Yes. They can go to my-sisters-place.org. I think the idea of you more or less doing a presentation at a location, an office, something like that. Yeah, for like a team meeting or something. And yeah. We can keep it super brief. We understand yeah, that. During, during we, a lunch on a Friday. Yeah. yeah. You're busy. We'll just give us 10 or 15 minutes of your time. We'll... We'll make it short and sweet. Yeah, they could have a, a drive for products that are needed. Yeah, or, or host like a third-party fundraiser maybe. Oh, even that, yeah. You know, if they do jeans on Friday and, you know, everybody contributes to wear jeans on Friday. I mean, I know now businesses are so casual that may not be a thing anymore. But Or if they do a host a 5K run or a tennis tournament or a bowling tournament, anything like that where the proceeds could come back to my sister's place, that would be amazing. That would be cool and fun in the process. Hey, you start getting competitive people thinking, watch out. You never know what might happen. Yeah, I love that. What did we leave out? What do we want to leave the folks with before we get out of here? We served 50 women and children last year. 89% of them did have successful exits, meaning that when they left us, they left us to permanent housing. Whether it be with a family member that they reconciled with, you know, in-state or out, we'll help them get wherever they can have permanent housing. Or they had a place of their own. You know, many of them did, which was great. Also, our funding sources, some people have questions about how we're funded. We are community-funded you know, largely community funded. We we do not have grant funds. We did have one grant fund that was COVID specific that is almost done. We don't have government funding or community funded. So right. most of our, funded, our right. giving comes from individuals, from businesses and from our fundraiser event. Well, ladies, if that wraps it up, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having us. I mean, this, this is important. I, I hate that we're turning away hundreds of people, but I guess you can only do so much. And those, the, the numbers that Jennifer was referencing, those are eligible right. residents. So there's more than that, that for whatever reason, they were not eligible to stay with us. And yeah. sometimes they just knock on our door. Right. I mean, it's, it's Well, that, that could work both ways. They, maybe they're a little too proud to come ask for help. So that number's even higher, Yeah. unfortunately. True. Nice job. I commend you on what y'all are doing. 
Thank you. They're going to play my music any second now, and it means I have to wrap up. Ah, there it is. There it is. Jennifer, Angie, thank you so much for coming in. My sister, I'm sorry, my-sisters-place.org. Check them out. Give them a lending hand. Lend them a hand. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon.